chat, but I'll, 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 let me, I'm going to do like a soft opening. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. I'm Karen McCauley, hosting this show tonight, along with my co-host, Zachary Rothenberger, Chad Casherbone. So glad you could join us on this cool, brisk evening in February that's close to Valentine's Day. Chad, we're so glad to have you back. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. How is oh, that? Yeah. That was good. That, that, that's going to be softer on the ears when people listen on Spotify and iTunes. You're like, whoa, like, is this really him? Like, that was like the American Airlines. How my trip started out. Remember, I mean, that's, spoiler alert, that's going to be the show tonight. We're going to be talking all about the Super Bowl, which Chad was at. Uh, and it's funny, Chad, you know my tone is not exactly energetic because that story had a different ending to it that never happened. And we'll not, we're not going to talk about it because the ending never happened. But um, they wasn't any that did happen and it resulted with Tom Brady getting a seventh uh Super Bowl and probably about seven tequila shots in the parade yesterday which you know what? I'm just gonna use that and open up with clickbait because let's just do that and we got a great show for one line just clickbait to get started and then we'll we'll break down the Super Bowl because it show like seriously that was incredible oh yeah it was, it was a good time it, uh I was definitely a little thirsty leaving that interview for some for some of the beverages that they make so uh Definitely check it out if you didn't if you didn't uh, listen to it yet. We had like feedback saying like people like wanted to like start opening a brewery and stuff. Oh yeah, it was. There you go. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. I I just love learning like about the entire process and stuff. Oh my god, changed. Oh no, I do have the date. Look at that. I actually did the date yesterday. I'm proud of myself. Looking at the production. Um. All right. Let's. Karen, let's not be a JV host here. Come on. Let's let's. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Let's do a little quick bit. I'll get started. So yeah, do the. All right. Like I'll make it quick. Like. Hey guys, did you know that the, the Buccaneers drank on the boats yesterday? Like, <laughs> it's, I hate how it's just this. I don't know why. I just hate that it's a story. It's like whatever. And like, like every year it's the same thing, right? When Patrick Mahomes was like getting off the bus, it was like when you're getting off like the shuttle from Pitt to Duquesne and you're looking for a hot dog at three AM. It's like, oh, yeah, never, never heard the waffle shop one before. Like, like it's just, it's played. Yeah, I mean, of course they're going to be drinking and celebrating. Yeah, so. Um, the whole tossing of the, of the Lombardi Trophy definitely it was a little, a little scary, and I wasn't even there. I know, I know how you feel about it. Yeah, you, that, you see, my tweet was not, you know. Well, that's that, the funny part about that is between Gronk and Brady. Like, if that would have fell into the the bay, that would have been their second mishap in their last two championships, um, which I forgot about until I saw a video today. I remember last time around. When they're in New England, um, they went to a Red Sox game because you know the whole team was invited. And uh, who was Edelman was throwing uh, baseballs into a net, and Gronk just stepped in with the Lombardi and laid a bunt down and dented the trophy. Oh my God! (laughs) So like yeah, when you when you win when you win six and seven uh, championships, apparently you don't care about the trophy anymore. Is it? Sacrilege. I, I feel like if I'm their GM or any of the players who have been there for some sort of tenure, I'd be like a little irritated that these, you know, granted it's Tom Brady and Gronk, I get it, but like your first year player, like we've been working our tails off for this, like don't, don't, you know, lose the crown jewel. Yeah. No, I. Don't I know. By the way, we got always number one fan cooking the chat up. We'll hear from the chat tonight. This is great. Yeah. Um, but by the way, Chad, so let's, right, you know, we'll, we'll go through clickbait and then we'll do all the Super Bowl stuff. Um, all right, which one do you guys want to go next? I can take it. Uh, mine's more of a general, so go ahead. Sure. Oh, me? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> sorry. I, I completely, yeah, I believe Winston Chow's like, wait, why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you know, it wouldn't be an NFL offseason without a little Odell Beckham uh, trade chatter. That's just complete nonsense, right? So ESPN, you know, the, 
the lords of uh, clickbait. Could could OBJ be Tampa Bay bound next next season? And, and they're they're talking about how you know, the players from the Bucks are willing to take you know less money, like like Mike Evans said he would be to retain some players and maybe even track new talent. And of course, why wouldn't OBJ not be mentioned? You know, in the potential trade that even though it makes absolutely that doesn't make that much sense, but. Even if it did make sense, it just pisses me off because this is like LeBron James, the whole thing, saying, oh, yeah, come down to Tampa Bay, join our... I lost him on that part. Did you lose him, Chad, or did you get yeah, it? No, I got it, but I, 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 I lost him, but I knew what he was saying. He was just LeBron with the... I was saying the whole LeBron down. James. Yeah, it's the whole LeBron James thing about bringing, you know, all these all-star players to your team, you know. I got you know, I got a pop question for you, Zach. Who do you dislike more, OBJ or Pat Shermer? <laughs> Damn. Um, honestly, I mean, it's sad because I, I I loved him when he was with us. Well, we cut out again. <laughs> no, no, no. It's mine's getting the unstable thing too. Apparently, no, uh, it's definitely mine. I think because it's yeah. Oh, uh, it's OBJ. The answer was OBJ. Okay. All right, there we go. See, but no, this is fun because there's suspense to this. Yeah. You know, with the little, like, I'm, like me and Chad are like on the edge of our seat. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Um, <laughs> now, all right, but I'll tell you, uh, Chad, you want to go? Yeah, so my, mine's just very general, and it's it's uh, the, the good old-fashioned Philly media once again. Um, we have a young and up-and-coming guard on the Sixers. His name is Tyrese Maxey. Um, he got some really good playing time in the beginning of the season due to a little thing called injuries. Um, and he played well, like he looked good. Um, it looked like a draft pick that, that finally we, we hit on that wasn't, you know, one of the top picks. Um, and now that he's not playing as much because we have most of our team back from COVID and injuries, um, the, the media decided like, why don't we just, you know, stick a little thorn into his belly like they always do here. And ask the man, number one, how he feels about his playing time going down. Um, and, and number two, if it has any impact, you know, with the team. And, you know, he gave a really good response back and just basically said, like, you know, like, any way I can help the team, I, I really don't care. Like, if I just have to be a cheerleader, like, great. Like, the team's winning. But, like, that's what happens in the city is they poke these questions to guys that are 18, 19 years old, have no idea how to deal with media, and all of a sudden you're thrown into Philly – um, and these answers come off poorly and then our fan base reacts to it. And then those same reporters are making the fan base react negatively to it. So this is what I can't say. Like, of course the guy's playing time is going to go down. He is a reserve on our team that only got playing time because we had injuries. Like, I don't understand where these questions come from and why they need to be brought up at just unopportune times. I I almost want to get like really graphic here. I don't I don't want to, but it's just like the fertilization, if you will, of clickbait. It's like yeah, is is the Philly media like in, in that sense when they're doing that? Because Rich, it's like they want the answer, and it's like it's almost like they're just playing someone in a wheel where it's just like they'll say this, then we're going to do that, and we do this, we'll put on this story, and it's just like yeah. Like it's not it's not like Tobias Harris is losing six minutes a game, and then like you're asking him, which would make a ton of sense. You're asking a guy that's a rookie that came off the bench to begin with that's getting less playing time because people are back from injury. Like the answer is in your question. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I, you know, I always will give 
First of all, I don't give media the benefit. I hate when people, you know, I, right, I hate when reporters on Twitter go like, we're professionals, like, you gotta treat us like such. It's like, no, no, like, well, don't act professional half the time, if ever. So, like, dude, me and you get into that all the time. It's because, like, we, like, when you go through it in school and you literally know the, like, the quote unquote rules that are ethics. supposed to, yeah, ethics that are supposed to go on, like, they don't stick to that. So, no, no. no. Yeah, no, I, I remember my journalism ethics class, and I, uh, no, uh, it wasn't exactly straight down the line, as they say, but, um, no, but I will, I will give them this credit, though, this has actually, I'm like almost going back on everything we're talking about now, I will give the media one thing, and this is one thing I hate when reporters, or when players get mad about the question, like, sometimes they're just asking, because they're, like, supposed to ask, like, for example, if I said, Chad, how does it feel to lose, like, you'd be saying, like, what the hell is he, what do you mean, like, yeah. how does it feel to lose, and I'm like, I need you to say something, so I can write it down, and be like, Chad Cashman after the game said, it sucks to lose, like, I can't say you said it sucks to lose, you never said it, like, right. you don't get that part, but which, which I've always kind of gotten hung up on, I'm like, well, I get there's dumb questions, but like there's also the questions where it's like the obvious ones where it's just like, eh, you know. Yeah, but yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right, also, let's jump into it though. So, Chad, well, Tanner. Now, the jersey choice in the background is certainly interesting. I mean, there's a lot of different <laughs> words you could use, but I'll use interesting on this Thursday <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> uh, I was first of all I'm surprised you still have it. Is it is this in the spirit of the Super Bowl because Antonio Brown wanted uh, want a ring? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta throw the throw the guy a bone. Um, I think. Do every, <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure why every single jersey. Thing, no, no. Do why does he come off as the victim? Where it's like, oh, I'm just so happy he finally got a chance. <laughs> he, the, the reason he didn't have a chance, well, he had a chance and he blew it. Then he got another chance and he blew that. And it's like, okay, now here we are. But yeah. I almost get mad at that because I'm just like, well, why does he get three chances? Like most people don't get that. It's like no, you're no. down the third time you got it. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna stop. Yeah. Also, the Super Fun House Tampa. Get our golf in and a little swing. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was warm. That was the, the best part about it. Um it was uh, I'm trying to think of the right words. It was more open than than even PA. Um and you know, you just, I just got to you know enjoy myself a little bit down there. So um definitely a lot of fun, a ton of work. Um I wasn't down there just to enjoy the Super Bowl. Like I, I was working probably 12 to 14, maybe one 16 hour day. Um, and then had a Monday and a Tuesday where we didn't have the event. And, and that's, you know, I played some golf that day or one or one of the two days. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, it was just exactly what, what I thought it was going to be a lot of work, but sun and Super Bowl. So swing. Um, I, I played an interesting course. Uh, I may have found the worst course in Florida, which is, um, just pretty much how my life rolls. Um, and there were only I'm trying to think there's either two or three par fours. I think it was two. Cause it was only, it was only a front nine. It only had nine holes. Um, and the rest were, were par threes. So I played it twice to get 18 in. And I shot a 71, which is, you know, sounds incredible. But when, when you have it's no par fives and only two par fours, like the score should be a little bit lower. Um, but, uh, yeah, I made do. Uh, I rented clubs. They gave me a lefty driver. So was was without the, without the driver all day. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoyed it. Was there any uh, any gators on the course? 
No, but <laughs> th- there was there was a sign outside of our hotel, um, which was kind of funny to us. Like we, we were joking about it pretty much every day because it said like beware of, uh, of gators and snakes, and then it also informed you not to feed them. And we're just kind of sitting there like, who is feeding gators or snakes? <laughs> and what are they feeding? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, yeah, that was that was an interesting sign down there. Sorry, I'm actually just changing our information on Facebook because <laughs> people are going to think we're doing the same interview. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're good. Um, uh, but, what was, but did it rain a lot or what? No. So, um, it was... It was, I mean, if you've been down to Florida, you just kind of understand Florida's weather. Um, rain was in the forecast, like, four, maybe five of the 14 days I was down there. Um, and I think it rained twice, and one of it was overnight. Um, it was actually supposed to rain the entire day of the Super Bowl, so... Yeah, I remember the, hearing that. Yeah, well, earlier in the week, which, if you if people listen to me it would have actually worked out for them. I was telling everybody to, to hammer the under because it was just looking like it was going to be a disaster all Sunday long. Um, and then Sunday rolls around and that was when it rained overnight into the morning. And then Sunday, just the day was just completely beautiful the entire day. So I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Now it's going to be a shootout. And I told everyone to take the under. Um, and then I changed that to the over and I lost, so that's okay. But you also had uh, the correct game. Should let's let's toot your horn for a second, Zach. Uh, yeah, I pick. I I did pick the winner. Uh, yeah, um, did, that was did, it, it. Was it was all Tampa down there? Like it was. It just. Well, you, I was gonna say, Zach. Did you see the clip of what Chad was saying on our Sunday show? Uh, I, I think I was. Yeah, in the chat, right? I, I did see the yeah. chat. Yeah, I yeah. Here, let me. Uh, yeah. Here, I'll just replay it for everyone if if they missed the show on Sunday. Like a breaking news alert, if you will. Chad in the chat now, coming in hot on Facebook, saying uh, that he, he's down there in Tampa. By the way, Max, he's working uh, down there, which is awesome for uh, for Hunt Auctions, which they're doing an awesome job down there. Chad, um, be safe. Yeah, safe yeah, down there, have fun. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he played golf this week. That's a hell of a week, but he's got hell of a lot of steps in. Uh, Chad's getting after it. He chatted in and said that Tampa's going to win, that Brady won't lose this game. Chad, talk to us. Like, oh, my. I, I, is that a thing? Yeah. You called it. Yeah. I, it's funny because me, Max, and Joe were all saying after the game, too, we were just like, well, well damn. Like, all right. <laughs> I, I really thought Kansas City was going to win that game. But, okay, so I'll to elaborate real quick because we didn't, we didn't talk about the Super Bowl on Monday uh, too much except that we thought the game sucked. Um but, uh, you know, being down there, you're saying, okay, it was definitely Tampa. Like, why? And, and, and not to be that guy, because I know you're going to do this anyway, but more just, 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 just make sure. Like, more than just, like, well, it's Brady and it was at home and it was, you know, like, everything, right? Because, like, I, for all that, there's the people, like you were saying, you there's two fan bases down there, not to, like, start answering the question for you, that, that didn't think they were going to lose, right? So, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so... Um... I, I, first off, I guess I'll just explain where I where I was and and what I was you know kind of doing there. So um, I worked for a memorabilia company and we had three no two tents um, and a trailer set up at uh, the NFL Experience, uh, which you know they call it the Super Bowl Experience for the Super Bowl, um, which is kind of just like that setup they have at, at the draft or any of the big events where 
there's like you know the field goals for kids to 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 practice that there's you know the four yard dash all the combine stuff um there's a, a ginormous tent set up with with um all of the uh hall of fame like all the cool stuff from the hall of fame that they bring down for the event just to kind of show off um they bring the labardi trophy down let people take pictures with that um you can mock get drafted number one overall by <laughs> your favorite team um so all in all it's just like a really cool event for for fans to come to and uh usually it's in a convention center wherever the game is being held um but uh this year it was outdoors due to covid um so that you know added an extra spice to it so thank god it was in florida um and uh i like now I'm trying to think where I was going with this. So I was just explaining where I was. Um, so I, I was kind of just there working for the event the whole entire time. Um, so I got to see a ton of people every single day. Um, and I was selling to them, um, kind of like, you know, our memorabilia. So I was talking to them. And uh, for the first, like, week of it it was all bucks fans you didn't see a single chiefs fan um and then they kind of started to roll in i'd probably say like wednesday then definitely thursday um this is something i learned down here for the first time which i you guys might not know viewers might not know for the super bowl to stay in a hotel you have to stay a minimum four nights so they will not yeah. allow you they will yeah they will not allow you to come down for just you know the night before and and leave um, so Thursday is the big day that everyone gets down there from out of town because, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you'll stay Sunday cause the game's Sunday. You don't want to try, you know, fly home after that. Um, so typically people get there Sunday. We had a ton of Chiefs fans rolling or on sorry, Sunday, Thursday. And, um, talking to both fan bases, like literally neither one of them had any inkling that they were going to lose. And I even called you after that one. Cause I'm like, dude, like, when we when we go into playoff games and God forbid the Super Bowl, the the last thing I'm thinking is we're gonna win. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'm just no, like, like actually like do so I, I actually get the shovel and dig six feet like, just to make sure, just be safe. Like, yeah. so I'm like I just didn't understand it at all, and like I kind of got it from Tampa Bay's perspective because this is gonna come off like mean or spirited, but like they're not the greatest fan base in my opinion. And they just got Tampa got sports. You mean like yeah. a, in a state where most people move from the northeast down to Florida? No, who would have thought that? Like yeah. Tampa Bay. So like they just kind of got Wealthy, gifted. Cocky northeasterners. Like who would exactly? Have that's, like, that's exactly what they are too. That's funny, but um, and they just kind of got gifted with with Brady, right? And Brady brought down his whole crew, like Zach was explaining. Um, and you know it kind of just worked for them. So I I get it from that side, but the Chiefs like. That fan base is a pretty damn good fan base. I get that you have Patrick Mahomes and you just won last year, but like you've had your fair share of heartbreaks that I know affected you in a a negative way, just like the rest of us. So I just don't understand how you like think that way that you know just you're gonna win no matter what. So that was that was interesting to me throughout the whole the whole two week time frame. You guys see some back? I say, yeah, that, that that is. I mean, I guess you know, you get one super, you get a Super Bowl, then you have Patrick Mahomes. I guess you have you know swagger. I I know for me, when we were in, it's you're extremely nervous. Like, you have a little bit of confidence. Yeah, you know, we got here. 
let's do it. But then there's always like 50% of you at least where you're like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, and I was going to say, let's jump to the chat here real quick. Um, oh, look at this. Got Lucy jumping in the chat too. Yeah. Oh, I love this. So right, I was going to say, let's get into the chat. So I loved earlier when I was normal and family was saying, they had this shock you could come back to like this weather. I mean, that must have sucked when the plane landed and you just see all that white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, well, the, the weather itself wasn't fun um, to come back to just because of the temperature. But the one thing I will say is snow is the only thing I like about winter. Yeah, me too. Like, if it's not snowing, I just can't stand winter. So it wasn't the like the worst thing to see the snow on the ground. So I, I like that. And oh, we got Lauren in the chat. And, and it's funny. So I'd love to um, the one point. So what was the bigger factor in Casey losing the climate, Casey's lousy O-line, which I would also add it injury riddled. Um, or the yeah, linebackers coach. I wanted we Zach. We talked about this. Was it last Thursday? I think going into the show, and we were like, "Look, man, like I don't want to be like that guy, but like there's a human thing to this whole thing, right?" Like, okay. I just feel like that whole side bar, if you will, with the Chiefs and, and Andy Reid's son, and, and right with Britt Reid, and and, and and first of all, this isn't about football, right? I, and I don't need to sit here on the show and, and be that guy. That's not my spot to sit here and be like, oh, well, this isn't about football. It's bigger stuff, okay? Like, everyone gets that when there's a DUI involved in a kid's life and stuff, right? Like, kids. But to that point, I just think when you want to just take it from, like, the from the football perspective of that's it was a variable, and I'm not going to sit here, right? We all can, we can all shake our head and nod that. Yeah, so, but I I don't know. I think so. It's funny. I think that chat comment kind of says it all in a sense that it was almost like a long. I, this might say actually, ironically enough, this might say to Bryson. I was like, it was just a bad Long Island iced tea of like things. You know what I mean? It was just our, our Long Island iced tea of bad things. I should say, like, right? Like it was the line being injury riddled and not playing well, and Tampa's defense playing really, really well. It was obviously the the coaching staff not being without one of their linebacker coaches, and and obviously Andy Reid's head is. And I'm not saying in a different place, but like that, that's that is obviously weighing on your mind when you go through stuff like that, right? Patrick Mahomes being hurt with his foot. I mean, there's there's so many things that it's just like how especially when Tampa is playing well, playing at home, playing in their weather. I, I agree. I actually thought in my head, I'm like, I don't know if the Packers were won this game. Cause I like when I heard they had to go down on Saturday and they have a whole week. That's that now it's home field advantage. Cause now it's Florida. If you had a week to sit down there and be in the sun, then that's one thing. But like so I kind of like that that avalanche um, expression that you're kind of basically going with with the the Long Island iced tea, because um, I think it kind of boils down to one of those things where it's like we've all played sports, we all understand um, you can be losing by like you know depending on the sport like two to four points or in football like a touchdown, maybe a couple runs in baseball, but you still think you're in the game. And that's what kind of keeps you pushing through and like thinking that you have an actual shot to win. Um, but then there's also those times where you get behind early and like you're down a couple scores um, and you just start pressing. You press immediately and it, it'll either work out right in that moment or it doesn't. And when it doesn't, the pressing just continues and continues and continues. And that's kind of what I thought I was seeing with the Chiefs. It was like they started to press and Mahomes started doing his magic, but the other players on the team who were also pressing and they're not Patrick Mahomes just came up short. Like, like we're saying the O-line, even the wide receivers, how many, I think there was two balls off helmets and one of it was right in the face. So like, yeah, on fourth down. Yep. So like when, when those types of things are happening, like it, it just kind of screams to me, it's more than just 
um, the, the team playing bad. It's more of like a, a pressing issue. Yeah, I think, you know, the whole use of that timeout with what was it, 40 seconds left in the first half, and then basically Brady was like, all right, fine. And then he goes down and touched down as the first half, you know, ends. I think that was just like the, you know, just super deflating for them. And I, they never really recovered. And then obviously there were a lot of questionable, um, you know, officiating calls in the first half, not blaming it all on that, but that definitely didn't help. And it seemed to be a little bit one-sided. Um, it it tasted different. It tasted different when they were going through that adversity, right? Like when they were, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I knew they were going to beat the Texans. I, I didn't last year. But like when they came back, it was like, oh, even just like when they started to come back, it was just like, oh, Lordy. Like I, 24 points but never see, felt so small. But you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying in that moment is they, they more than likely pressed and it worked out immediately. It wasn't like, you know, over the course of the next three quarters, they came back, they came back, they came right. back. Right. Like it was, it was immediate. Quick. Yeah. And they're like, right back in the game. I punch right back at you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so. And I love what Ryan was saying too in, in the chat about how, like, just once Tom Brady gave that look, like, you knew it was over. And it was an interesting game. There was a lot of jawing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was definitely a team that wanted to knock a team off, I thought, when you look at Tampa Bay. And you got to give them credit, right? Like, I. I obviously sit, sit here as a bitter, whiny-ass Packers fan and, and you know, bitch and complain about how I wish that they won the Super Bowl, right? But, like, Tampa Bay went on the road, they won all their games, and they went in, and then they beat, I mean, it's Superdome, Lambeau Field, right? Like, and, then they, and then they won. I mean, they beat Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Like, yeah. how are we going to slice that? That's it really happened. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. showed up, and the Chiefs just didn't really seem to ever be there. And I, I'm partially wondering if there goes my internet again, I think. But, no, you're uh, good, you're good. Okay. <laughs> partially wondering. Now we're like, yeah, Dan, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, I mean, do you think home field, like, in just being there already and basically being able to drive to the Super Bowl was, like, a huge advantage for them? So I, I personally, outside of Chad, you obviously have better insight. My personal thought was that, yes, not so much the driving, like, being within driving distance, more so that they, like I said, they got there on Saturday. When I heard that the Chiefs were running through like their whole routine they did the year or the week week twelve, I guess, when they beat the box, I was just thinking like, I don't like that. It didn't have a taste of like that New England Giants game a little bit where it's like they lost to him in the regular season, but it was kind of a close game. And it's like they have another chance to do it again, they do it. On a defense. Like right, they wrote that defense, a very physical defense and pass rush that and that's why they won the Super Bowl. Can I just say that real quick that they didn't win the Super Bowl because of Tom Brady? They won it because of their defense. Like, and I don't want to be bitter and jaded. It doesn't really matter how they want it; they want it. But I just think that that's important to say because if I hear one more thing on ESPN about how like it was Tom Brady's, like he did it all, I'm just like, well, he threw three interceptions. My my offense didn't do anything that afternoon, so I don't know what he did to stop that. Like, but you know, whatever. Like, and the same thing happened. In a lot right, of these well, games. if we're taking if we're taking away Super Bowls from quarterbacks, can I take? Eli's both away from him, please. <laughs> I mean, I, Zach, I don't think he... I personally don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because I also think that's a testament to how good the Giants teams were. Oh, they were great. How about oh, JPP? Okay. How about JPP? Still just burying quarterbacks at this time in his life. It's like the, the opposite argument, too, of the Aaron Rodgers thing, where I'm like, I love Rodgers. I think he's the best ever. And everyone's like, well, you're biased. And I'm like, no, it's because the Packers suck. Like, that's the <laughs> problem. Like, it's the opposite. Like, damn it. Like, you got the rings, dude. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, Brady did play his best postseason game in the Super yeah. Bowl out of yeah. all the postseason games this year. I concur. Right? Yeah. So, but yes, the defense was absolutely a huge factor in winning. Winning it, so... 
as it usually is. Yeah. But uh, they, were, they were flying all over the field, too. I mean, Mahomes, you knew it was bad when he was rolling and, like, looking back when there actually really wasn't anyone there. And I'm just like, oh, like, you don't see this unless it was, like, high school. Like, you know what I mean? It just had that look to it. He had very, he had very Wentz-like vibes, like, mm-hmm. that whole game, which was, like, freaking me out. <laughs> well, this, did you see the stat that showed, I think it was in... Andy Reid's been in, what, three Super Bowls, right? And the one that he won, they had, I think, it was 17 rushes that game. And the two that he lost, he only ran the ball, like, nine times on offense. And, that's, like, are you serious? Andy, that's, that's very par for the course for Andy Reid. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, I mean, I don't know if you saw, like, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think he ran for, like, 60-some yards on, what, like, eight carries? Or, he had, like, pretty good numbers. I mean, but the problem was game script, you know, I guess didn't fall for runs, even though it could have helped them a little bit, you know, run the clock at least and get keep Brady on the bench. And then, I don't know, maybe some play action. But it, was just, it just seemed like something was very, very far off from a play call perspective. But, Zach, can you stop it, dude? Eric Biennemi is supposed to be Vince Lombardi. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I can't Come believe on, he doesn't dude. have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. No. Stop. And it's like one of those things where it's like, no, not you're good. Dogs I was saying stop to him. Uh, no, yeah, he's just having fun over there. But uh, no, right? Like, I just kind of laugh because I'm like, well, that they awfully got quiet. I'm not saying Eric Bianami does or does not deserve a job. I personally think that the reason why he didn't get hired this year is because the job sucked. It wasn't he sucks. It's the job sucked. But um and right, we talked about this. Like, why would you want to leave a good spot in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes unless you're taking the like? Why not be the guy that gets courted? You know what I mean? Kind of like how Josh McDaniels was courted. Like how everyone wants to interview him and stuff, but like Josh McDaniels is like that guy who like dated every girl in high school, but somehow he's single and he's like 40 right now. You're just like, what? Like, but anyway, um, I don't know. I, I think. Let me ask you this question: Was this game more about Kansas City losing or the Bucks winning? I still think the Bucks won that game. Like, I, like, I, I, think so. I don't. I wouldn't say like. It's not like they just like. I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. They didn't just lay an egg like they did, but it was like, their backups and injured players laid an egg. Like I, I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, obviously their offensive line was gashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, if you're losing four starters on offense, like I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine because it's happened to the Eagles, but, like, going into a game with four offensive linemen out, like, I just know that's going to be a bad game. Like, I, I, I no expectations for that. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. I, I just think the Bucks defense is really, like, like the rookies, you know, Antoine Winfield, you know, Jr., and um, what's we call it? Devin White. I mean, they just really showed up, and, yeah, it they squeezed the egg out of the Chiefs. I'll say that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at, right, like, when I say a team lost, it's like, well, why did you do this? Like, I, I can I say this, and I'm not using this as a recent example, the Packers lost that MC Championship game, in my opinion, when you give up the touchdown before halftime, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't do anything with the turner. Right? There's so many different, like, ways of going about that. Because I even drew a parallel saying the game wasn't that good. It was like, both teams didn't really play great. The Packers just played terrible. This was different. I thought the Bucs played so well at me, the Chiefs played terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's why you got to give them so much credit for how well they played. And, and even Ryan was saying in the chat, too, how, like, it was the best defensive outing since, you know, Peyton um, and the Broncos, I guess, against uh, Cam Newton and the, and the Panthers. And that game reminded me a little bit of this. It wasn't that interesting. And, like, to, like, you couldn't stop watching it. 
<laughs> you just always thought the other team was going to come back. Like that. You knew they weren't, but you were just like, I mean, I've been wrong before. I'll probably be wrong now. They can come back. And it's like, no, just because you want it now, now. It's like, yeah. God, thanks. Like, sports gods. Yeah, I was expecting a little something in the second half. Just wasn't there. So I, I pretty much, I kept it on TV, but I pretty much stopped watching for the third quarter. I'm going to do like an on-the-fly segment for fun here because I, I feel bad I didn't give anyone time to prep. It reminded me of like almost like a movie watch where like there's so much hype. You think it's going to be great. It starts out like not bad. It's more like a song and you're just like it's good. The beat's going to drop. The beat's going to drop and then you're just kind of like it, it never dropped. It never dropped. dropped. Yeah. It never dropped. Yeah. yeah, that movie never really ever got funny. Like I don't just go to Meet the Fockers is like that. That's my hey, warm it up. I'm you just like Meet the Fockers? No, I'm dislike and I just think that it's like you think it's gonna be so much funnier, and then you just kind of get. It. I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't need to see it again. But like, just like this Super Bowl was the worst Super Bowl ever. But it wasn't like I'm never gonna like tell my kids about it, you know. Huh. I'm trying to think what movie I would say that would be. I don't know. That's a tough one. And I'll tell you, why are you chewing on that? I love what the chat was asking too. Do you guys have any favorite Super Bowl commercials? Uh, oh, that Cheetos one. The Shaggy one? That was yeah. mine. Yeah, that, that was mine. Too. That was mine. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That was really clever. I mean, with, like, all the ones that were pulled, I wasn't at paying attention as much. And that was literally the only one that, that like, caught my eye. So, What about um, what about the halftime show? What did you guys think of that? Um, see, my whole family hated it. But I, like, I, I kind of liked it. Like, I just, I thought... What was refreshing about it was he was you could tell he he was singing every song, um, which like not a lot of people do anymore. Like the 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 clip we're showing right now, like that's that was very odd. Um, it was not not odd, yeah, no. yeah, very odd. But like that that was kind of like my thinking of like when you let a guy pay eight million of his own money to like produce the show himself, like. You're gonna get something like that because, like, it's him, and it's not like some NFL media that's you know producing it with like it, it needing to look good, you know. And Chad Dom saying in the chat that uh, the halftime show sucked. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I told, I told you the whole, the whole family hated it. Oh, I love that. See, and I love they're backing it up in the chat. See, that's beautiful. Um, it, it's funny too because I feel like every year it gets worse somehow. Like, every year I don't really like it, but somehow... Like, I'm trying to think, because every year it's the same crowd that was like, it was beautiful, and anyone doesn't think it was beautiful, it, it's just because you can't appreciate something that's so beautiful, and I'm just like, <laughs> who are you? Like, I didn't see you tweeting during Wild Card Weekend. You weren't, you weren't tweeting about Nickelodeon. Maybe you were, but, like, that's about it. Like, you know, Wait, about, can we talk about Nickelodeon for a second? Did you hear yeah, that? please. And, was it from the half they did the whole Nickelodeon nonsense again? Yeah, they did that. I, I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I thought I was like, this is not the place for that stuff right now. The guys. Super Bowl. My team is literally getting massacred in the first half. And we're talking about Nickelodeon. Wait, is that what happened? I honestly was running around and stuff. Yeah, they they show they show the highlights with like the, the slime cam for the touchdowns and and like the SpongeBob you know, extra point or field goal posts. Like they th- that's how the highlights were run by your your best friend Nate Burleson. <laughs> Said it. They brought in good old Nate B. <laughs> yeah, well, and he's perfect for that. Oh, yeah, he is. It's just so corny that, like, he he just thrives. Yeah, um, when they did that, I was a little, was a little surprised. Like, wow, okay. <laughs> We're wasting our time on this right now. Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's the most important trophy in sports, right? Like, I hate to be that guy. When you strip off, like, all the... 
what I haven't gotten in my lifetime or like what I haven't celebrated with my family or for like all, all these different var- like personal variables. Like personally, if you said, okay, if you could pick one trophy to win, I'd be like, it's the Super Bowl. Like that in my head, that's just regardless of my fandom or whatever, I would pick the Super Bowl. If I was a Bucks fan, if I was a Packers fan, if I was a Raiders fan, if Ravens fan, like I'm, I'm going Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but all right. Really. So, so I guess to that point, it's, it's like, why, like, then why are we hyping up with the halftime show and all the nonsense and stuff? I, I don't know. For everybody? <laughs> I, do, I do have one more pretty incredible story that I know oh, you know. Yeah, you know, but I don't know if Zach knows this oh, one. Oh, God. So um, I, I got a break at one point, and I don't remember the day, but it was before the Super Bowl. Um, and I went to get something to eat, and it was a little bit of a line. Um, so I'm waiting in line, and this guy just starts chatting me up in front of me. He's, you know, he's asking me, like, who I want to win, um, like, where I'm from, all that kind of stuff. And we're talking, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I want the Chiefs to win, but, like, I'm probably going to bet on the Bucks. Um, so it, we'll take it as you, as you will with that one. And he was just like, oh, so you, so you bet. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, here, here, I got, I got this, I got this video. Um, I, I got to show you. And he was a reporter. Um, and I'm like, okay. So he just whips out of his phone and he was in the stadium, um, when they were doing the rehearsal for the national anthem. So I sat there and I watched the national anthem and I'm like, I have the exact time of this thing. Like, this is incredible. And it was two minutes and 17 seconds. And um, I got my stuff. I, like, was eating as I'm walking back to um, grab this. Like, part of my job was to to grab stuff from our pod, which was, like, three football fields away from where we were, and bring it back to us when we were losing inventory. So I was eating all my stuff, ran back to grab that cart because I knew we needed stuff. And then was walking back down. I called Kieran. I called like three of my other friends that, that, that had any usage to, to an, a, a bookie or just some type of online like betting system. And I was like, dude, somebody find me a line for the, the uh, national anthem because we're going to hammer the over because 217 is like incredibly long. Right. And, and I'll add this in there. And this is almost like what kind of spun the bad direction. Cause I go on there. I'm like, it's not on there. Yeah. Well, so that's, this is where things got <laughs> interesting. Like, it's not was, on What's going on? <laughs> this, this is where things got really interesting because I, for the first time in my entire life, I had like more information than Vegas, at least so I thought. <laughs> um, and um, I was like, Oh, that's what it was. So when I got off the phone with Kieran, I got a text from uh, a dad of, of a kid that, that I used to coach at All-Star, and he's telling me that the um, that the anthem is going way over. And I'm like, this is so ironic. Like, what? what? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, it's going 217. And I'm like, I'm literally like, did I call him? Like, what, what, what the hell? And, and I'm like, okay, where did you find that out? And he was like, it's on Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God. So I go to Twitter. And I just type in, like, I literally just typed in National Anthem and, you know, found it. Some idiot from outside the stadium took a video when they were doing the recording or the, the rehearsal and, and literally 
not even just put out the video like discreetly. He was like, hey, all online betters, like, here's your national anthem, 2 minutes, 17 seconds. And I'm like, you just ruined it for everybody. Like, you just absolutely ruined it. Because everyone loves to take the over on that bet. It was at a minute 59, and we would have crushed it. I would have crushed it incredibly because I'm like, dude, 17 seconds, or sorry, 18 seconds, like, not even nerves are cutting off 18 seconds. Like, that thing was going way over a minute 59. Long story short, Actually, it's very like long story, long story. Um, <laughs> the lines got put up like right before the game again, and it was two fifteen. I was too afraid to take that because I'm like, dude, like if they get nervous, then that will be something that will take away a couple seconds. And it went exactly two minutes and seventeen seconds. <laughs> Damn! So it was the exact same thing again. The exact same thing as the rehearsal. So I was. It's just like, oh my god, dude! Like that, like that is just oh, so brutal. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like why do that? That's literally like someone like telling the teacher, be like, so they're giving people are passing around the answer sheet to the test. Yeah, exactly. Like, so you know, what did you get out of that? Like, exactly. Yeah. Retweets and then that yeah. went from the teacher. Like, um, <laughs> quick, I also love this question in the chat. Um, from Dante, he was saying, is Andy Reid a great coach or does he have the luxury of having the best QB in Patrick Mahomes? This is a question. I hate to be this guy, like, trying to play the clickbait thing, but, like, I think after losing this game, that's a very fair, like, way of looking at this, right? It's not over, It's not overly aggressive because I'm with that take. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any takers on that one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> or is that kind of cut out? Wait, sorry, Zach, are you talking? No, I was going to say, I think Andy Reid, I've always liked him. I think he's a... He's a good coach, but he absolutely has a fantastic luxury of having Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback because he can do so many more different things with Mahomes, and Mahomes will do stuff that Andy Reid doesn't even call up because he's that good. Like, if Joe Judge had Patrick Mahomes, you know, you know what I mean? It, it would yes. Be, I don't know if anything that I said went through, but. No, no, you're right. Did it go? Did it, I cut out? Yeah, a little bit, but. No, no, I heard it. But sorry, Chad, but, but, sorry, you want to go? No, I mean, I was more just going to say, um, I don't know. It's a very, very weird relationship that that I and a lot of other Eagles fans share, share with Andy. Um, he was he was great with us. He's great with the Chiefs, but he just loses the same way almost every single time, and that's kind of like his Achilles' heel. Yeah, it's like it, it, it's it's either the championship game or the Super Bowl, so he always seems to get there, but. It, he will lose because no matter if it's Donovan McNabb or Patrick Mahomes, kind of the same quarterback. I know Mahomes is going to probably be light years better than McNabb was when his career's over, but like mobile quarterback um, that has a huge arm, like that's exactly the same guy as McNabb is Mahomes. Um, he just forgets that he has running backs. Like Clyde Edwards, we talked about Le'Veon Bell's on that roster. The Eagles always had Brian Westbrook or LaShawn McCoy. Like, the running backs were always there no matter who he was coaching. Um, he just – like, he loses the, the games the same exact way. It's clock management and is not it is not running the football. So, I, I don't know how to perceive him because what he does works really well, but when it doesn't work well, it's the same reason why. Like, he has never figured out a way to fix that. So, that's kind of where I stand on him. No, and I, I agree. I think 
this is what the worst part is. And Zach, we talked about this on Thursday, kind of like setting this up, and I feel bad doing it, but it's like, what happens if they don't come back against the 49ers? Like, what yeah. the hell is the conversation now? Yeah. No way. They're, they might come – I mean, this year might be completely different than the Super Bowl last year. But, but just that being said, I, it's – I don't know. It's something to be able to, like, throw out there. And ironically enough, like, if that did happen, what are the what are people saying about Mahomes? Right. Well, I was going to even say, like, they looked – and, Chad, I feel bad saying this, but I think you'd agree with me. They reminded me – there's last, like, eight to nine minutes of the game. They reminded me of, like, the Eagles-Patriots game. Oh, yeah. Where no, you're just like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, like, it's almost just like, let me just, like, get out of here. Like, I, I don't <laughs> like this anymore. It's just like, <laughs> the hell? Like, it's very it's very unorthodox. Yeah, and, and it was weird to see it with the Chiefs, too, because they kind of play that, like, upbeat style of play to begin with. So, like, them slowing it down when they're losing at the end of the game when they don't have a lot of time left made absolutely zero sense. Right, no, I totally agree. Yeah, it was... Just awful, plain and simple. And there's a very fine line here in your point of what you exactly you said. What if they don't come back to the to the Forty Nine ers? It's a fine line of being great, of being great, and what everyone thinks they are versus chokers. Yeah, I know. Now, do they get do they get the hangover next year? Not to be like that guy. Okay, you know, what? let's actually backtrack. Let's just do like a kind of like where, where do you see both teams? Could we always do that, Chad? Like when the playoffs were down, we'd be like, all right, where are we with like the team that got knocked out? So like. We're, we're, I mean, just kind of like as both their seasons ended, like, where are we with both of these teams, right? The Bucks obviously kind of went all in. They have some free agents that they have to worry about. They obviously don't have the money to get bring them all back. The Chiefs, you got the Super Bowl hangover, maybe. They obviously have a very, in my opinion, I think the AFC is just going to get tougher next year. But that's not to be, like, negative Nancy for best sides. I'm just kind of being realistic, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I personally think both teams are still going to be right there. Maybe not Super Bowl next year. Maybe one of them will be, but uh, I, I still really think they're going to be right there. I think the Bucks, you know, like I said earlier, Mike Evans is saying he's willing to take less money so they can re-sign some key players and things like that. And I, you know, I think everyone's just going to jump on this. Oh, let's ride Tom Brady to get our Super Bowl ring, aka like Lashawn McCoy did. You know, one year get a Super Bowl ring, or, you know, probably retire. You know, um, I don't know. I think that I think the Bucks are going to be like the Miami the for a little bit, or the Lakers right now. Yeah. Now, I will add in here this great question from, from Ryan in the chat that I love saying, is Tampa Bay the, the team of the NFC next year? We're all NFC neighbors. What do you guys say? Nope. I don't think Definitely so. Definitely no, or you're just saying no now? No. I. So here's, here's my thing with, with Brady is it's so hard to say this because this is what everyone always wants to say. Um, like, father time is going to catch up. It's at some point, right? Like he has to. Like I, the dude's the dude's getting into his now mid forties, um, and I think this year he had that extra motivation of everybody was saying that it was all Belichick and the Patriots, and he was kind of just like, no, it wasn't. Like it was Belichick, the Patriots, and Tom freaking Brady. Like so, he kind of had that extra edge to play for. Um, so I think next year is going to be one of those years where Brady is still a, you know, a winner. Like, they're going to go 9-7, and 10-6, and six, um, maybe even 11-5, and five, I think, at best. Um, and they'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think at just some point it's going to be one of those games where he loses and, and he, he put up a really good fight and he lost in the playoffs. Like, it, it's just, I think that's how their season's going to play out. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think the biggest thing for me is, is how's that division look next year? You know, like the Saints are probably a little bit of a question mark with the quarterback situation. The Falcons are, who the hell knows? The Panthers, same situation. So, I mean, I guess it, as of February 11th, 2021, I'd say, yeah, they're the front runner. But I don't, you know, that can all change, obviously, real quick. Um, I mean, the Packers, I would expect to be in that conversation. Is that my cue to start talking? So I, it's funny, so I was going to say, I think I'll I'll use that as actually a perfect entry point. I won't say it's the Packers, but I will say that I think to that point, there's so many different pieces between free agency and the draft that need to happen. Like, let's say like the Bucks bring back Chris Godwin on like a fun deal for a year. Like, you know, like what happens if that happens? And I'm like, I'm not, that wasn't expected in my head, right? Like, there's so many different little avenues that you can look at what happens if Aaron Jones goes like somewhere in the NFC North, right? Like, it's there's so many different ways of looking at this. I mean, obviously the Rams got better with Matt Stafford. I mean, but like there's, there's different it's. And I also just think when you actually look at the playoff picture, when we start the playoffs every year, we're like, yo, anyone can honestly win this thing. That's what's so tough about this. It's so easy to like sit in February, March now and just be like, well, this team might win or that team might win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's just, it's, I, I mean, I could roll out like six teams. I could, I could give you teams. I don't think are going to win it, but like, it's hard to pick like who, who I think will be the best. Yeah, and I think another you add that all that we just talked about plus an extra year of tape now that teams have with Brady and that in that system and those players all together and you know makes it a little bit harder to repeat or to be that front runner. So a lot of things to take into consideration. Well, so you guys want to do a little show for Street? Sure. Yeah. Why not? All right. I'll say, Zach, you got the topics for us to dish them out. Yeah. Sure. So I'll start with you, Karen. Does that work? Yeah. Let's do it. So, you know, obviously the Buccaneers won and all the, the photos and tweets and all that good stuff of Tom Brady, you know, fat fingering his tweets and, and he was drunk off tequila and everything. I mean, that's all that's awesome to see, right? Tom being drunk and celebrating. Yeah, it's it's kind of like this with my clickbait, I feel like. It's funny. My show take will be fine. Look, if I was on ESPN, they're like, here, what do you think about it? Like, well, you want a seven Super Bowl, you can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> what a take, Karen. But, like, at the same point, like, and, and my should take is like, my should take is I don't care. Like, I'm not going to, should be drinking alcohol. Like, <laughs> I don't care about that. Like, if you're on Twitter and you're getting rubbed off, get your kids off the internet. Like, that's the way you're going to get rubbed. But at the same point, it's just like, I don't care for it because it's, it's almost like 30, uh, 31 other people hearing a story that's like the joke's on them. So it's just like, I don't care. I don't find this funny. I don't find this entertaining. I don't care if my team went 0-16, 16-0, anywhere in between. I know they lost to Tampa, the Packers, that is. But in general, I'm just like, my team doesn't win the championship. Like, I'm not ever going to sit there unless it's like a fan base. I'm like, all right, good for them for getting it. That's why I was hard to get behind this. I'm like, all right, we can't say just once. It's not like I feel like, oh, man, they really they need something to lift their spirits. No, like, but, you know, Tampa Bay at the same point, I'm just like, come on. So, I don't know. I, I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. No, if, now, if it's your team that won, it's obviously great, and it's, it's good comedy, great content. But, yeah, I think the only people who have thoroughly, really enjoyed it were people are either Patriots fans or Bucks fans. Now, so I'll kick it over to you, Zach. What do you think about the, the PGA using range finders now? <laughs> yeah, chat out if you heard this. about uh, So, PGA, it's only for the PGA Championship, the LPGA Championship, and, like, the Senior PGA Championship that they're going to allow the pros to use uh, range finders now during competition rounds. Um, so my my show take will be 
you know, I think it's cool because, you know, it kind of brings a little bit of normalcy, like the, like for amateurs who like, like us who just play on the weekends and stuff who, whether we use one or not, it doesn't matter, but we use one. Now the pros are using one. It kind of makes it feel like we're all kind of playing the same type of game, even though we're really not, <laughs> you know, um, so it's pretty cool from that perspective. Uh, but my street take and my more realistic take, I think it's a little bit, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. Honestly, I think it might slow pace to play down. That's already an issue. I feel like with some players, on the professional uh, tour, you know, you have a caddy there who works their tail off. They have yard books and all that stuff to get all that great information. And now you're just going to use technology on top of all of that. And then it was funny. I was watching the golf channel this morning and someone said, oh, so what is Bryson DeChambeau going to have three of them because of the varying differences in technology of each one? Is there for him to figure out his yardage? I can see him doing that too, bringing three different ones out there. Oh, uh, 100%. So, I mean, I think it's cool. Part of me thinks it's cool. The other part of me is like, all right, do we really need this? Like, your pros, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of strategy behind having a caddy who knows the yardages from certain areas and utilizing the yard book, right? So, yeah, I'm not sure yeah, it's when it comes to that. But. Yeah, I've had this, I've weirdly enough had this conversation with my dad, like, kind of recently, within the last couple of months. And, like normal events i don't know what's going on with corona but normal events those caddies are there on monday they walk the course tuesday they walk the course wednesday practice round thursday it starts so they have been on the course for three days before the event even starts they have everything written down they know if this certain bush is 100 yards away versus, like, a stick behind the bush being 103 yards away. Like, they literally know that. So, uh, it, it, I like your, I think your pace of play comment is spot on because that's really the only thing that's – like, the, the players know where they are because of their caddies. Like, that's why they get paid a lot of money to stand there with a bag for five hours a day, for Thursday through Sunday. Um so it's really just going to be like that extra, like, okay, so you got 103. Let me check this real quick. Okay, uh, 103. So, yeah, we're going <laughs> to waste five extra seconds on every hole for every player. So Yeah, or better yet. Oh, wait, I think it's picking up the tree that's 10 yards behind it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Garcia is going to use that thing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, also, you got one for Chad there, Zach? Yeah, so we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but, you know, obviously it was such a dominating Super Bowl victory. You know, the Bucks are poised to repeat, right, Chad? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, the the show, I'll go with show first. Um, I think they, they have the pieces in place uh, to certainly do it, um, but like I kind of explained earlier, I just think, next playoffs. I don't think during the season. I think during the season they're still going to have a good year. But next playoffs is going to be one of those games where we just see something from Brady that's a little bit off. Like, quite honestly, the Packers game is a great example. Like, if Karen already mentioned it, like, they kind of gave that, that game away. Tom Brady threw I did mention that. Yeah, like, Tom Brady threw three interceptions in that game. Like, he very easily could have lost that game, and a lot of people would have been pointing the fingers at him. So I, I think that is they wouldn't have, happen. but they could have. Yeah, I know, but I think that's what we're going to see next year is is something like that. Um, so that's kind of like my show take, and then my street take is I absolutely hate that in every single sport 
that we have to sit there the very next day from or the very just you know a couple of days after um and say that, that the, the team that just won is going to be the favorite next year like thank you like we we, we all saw that they're the best team in the league like so yeah they, they probably have a pretty good shot to get back there pending something weird happens or they just kind of like get knocked out like every other team gets knocked out in, in the playoffs and you don't really expect it and it just happens so um that's uh, yeah <laughs> there's the street take valid <laughs> yeah no I, i'm with it i just think there's so many moving variables between injuries and like all that stuff that like add into that you know what i mean yeah all right well so this this is fun you know i found the follow slide zach i recovered after not finding it on monday um uh, but if you guys want to check us out on spotify and itunes you can check out all the episodes there of room sports talk and then check us out on social media as well instagram Twitter, Reddit, at underscore get sidetracked, and then visit us at www.get-sidetracked.com. And if you're feeling the video route, you can go Twitch. You can go YouTube or you can go Twitch. We'll start with Twitch. You can go follow us to the heart to the left, subscribe to the right, and then if you're feeling uh, so giddy up, come to YouTube. We've got the highlights, the clips, all the cool stuff over there, and that's a free subscription. Uh, so there's no excuse. So come over to YouTube and uh, we'd love the, the subscription. You can check us out with all the cool stuff from Sidetrack. And then speaking of cool stuff from Sidetrack, the store is pretty cool too. Zach, swaggy, as they say. Um, and you can get all sorts of cool gear. Uh, springtime's not too far around the corner. So make sure you get your polo, your golf stuff, and uh, yeah, get uh, get ready for the springtime. But this is fun. Back in the lab, the boys, the trio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was... Great, great to be back in this aspect to get to I know. Talk, talk the sports, you know. Now, um, Zach, you got anything for the weekend ahead? Uh, well, from a golf perspective, it's Pebble Beach uh, Pro-Am. There is no Pro-Am this year, but it's still a tournament at Pebble Beach, which, I mean, I know for me growing up playing Tiger Woods on the video game, Pebble Beach was by far my favorite. Yeah. Favorite course still is. I mean, it's definitely a bucket list item to try to play it at some point in my life. But I feel like we got some college hoops still. Yeah, that's right. It's got some, got some college college hoops action. So, I think some hockey, you know, there's, there's some postponements, yeah. but it's coming back. I know the Sabres don't play until Monday. It's been two weeks, but, you know. That's yeah. been a minute. We have, we got COVID, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, not we, we, but the Flyers apparently do. Right. So, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy what's going on right now. Yeah, NHL and all that. I know. But they'll, they'll turn around. Yeah. Like we will on Monday at 7 o'clock, right? Well, I guess that'll be our next show. So, uh, yeah, the chat was awesome tonight. So this was a lot of fun chatting with everybody. Um, so this is awesome. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And then we'll see everyone in the living room right here at 7.